some more relationships and a brief affair with a man who used to call her from out of town to tell her that he'd be calling her when he got back into town and never did. She got smart. Relationships in New York are about detachment, she said. But how do you get attached when you decide you want to? Honey, you leave town. Love at the Bowery Bar, Part 1 It's Friday night at the Bowery Bar. It's snowing outside and buzzing inside. There's the actress from Los Angeles looking delightfully out of place in her vinyl gray jacket and miniskirt and her gold medallioned, two-tanned escort. There's the actor, singer, and party boy Donovan Leach in a green-down jacket and a fuzzy beige hat with ear flaps. There's Francis Ford Coppola at a table with his wife. There's an empty chair at Francis Ford Coppola's table. It's not just empty. It's alluringly, temptingly, tauntingly, provocatively empty. It's so empty that it's more full than any other chair in the place. And then, just when the chair's emptiness threatens to cause a scene, Donovan Leach sits down for a chat. Everyone in the room is immediately jealous, pissed off, The energy of the room lurches violently. This is romance in New York. The Happily Married Man Love means having to align yourself with another person. And what if that person turns out to be a liability, said a friend, one of the few people I know who's been happily married for 12 years. And the more you're able to look back, the more you're proven right in hindsight. Then you get further and further away from having a relationship unless something big comes along to shake you out of it, like your parents dying. New Yorkers build up a total facade that you can't penetrate, he continued. I feel so lucky that things worked out for me early on, because it's so easy not to have a relationship here. It almost becomes impossible to go back. The happily, sort of, married woman A girlfriend who was married called me up. I don't know how anyone makes relationships work in this town. It's really hard. All the temptations, going out, drinks, drugs, other people. You want to have fun. And if you're a couple, what are you going to do? Sit in your little box of an apartment and stare at each other? When you're alone, it's easier, she said a little wistfully. You can do what you want. You don't have to go home. The Bachelor of Coco Pazzo Years ago, when my friend Capote Duncan was one of the most eligible bachelors in New York, he dated every woman in town. Back then, we were still romantic enough to believe that some woman could get him. He has to fall in love someday, we thought. Everyone has to fall in love. And when he does, it will be with a woman who's beautiful and smart and successful. But then those beautiful and smart and successful women came and went, and he still hadn't fallen in love. We were wrong. Today, Capote sits at dinner at Coco Pazzo and says he's ungettable. He doesn't want a relationship, doesn't even want to try, isn't interested in the romantic commitment, doesn't want to hear about the neurosis in somebody else's head. And he tells women that he'll be their friend, and they can have sex with him, but that's all there is, and that's all there's ever going to be. And it's fine with him. It doesn't even make him sad anymore the way it used to. Love at the Bowery Bar, Part 2 At my table at the Bowery Bar, 
There's Parker, 32, a novelist who writes about relationships that inevitably go wrong. His boyfriend, Roger. Skipper Johnson, an entertainment lawyer. Skipper is 25 and personifies the Gen X dogged disbelief in love. I just don't believe I'll meet the right person and get married, he said. Relationships are too intense. If you believe in love, you're setting yourself up to be disappointed. You can't trust anyone. People are so corrupted these days. But it's the one ray of hope, Parker protested. You hope it will save you from cynicism. Skipper was having none of it. The world is more fucked up now than it was 25 years ago. I feel pissed off to be born in this generation when all these things are happening to me. Money, AIDS, and relationships, they're all connected. Most people my age don't believe they'll have a secure job. When you're afraid of the financial future, you don't want to make a commitment. I understood his cynicism. Recently, I'd found myself saying I didn't want a relationship because at the end, unless you happened to get married, you were left with nothing. Skipper took a gulp of his drink. I have no alternatives, he screamed. I wouldn't be in shallow relationships, so I do nothing. I have no sex and no romance. Who needs it? Who needs all these potential problems like disease and pregnancy? I have no problems. No fear of disease, psychopaths, or stalkers. Why not just be with your friends and have real conversations and a good time? You're crazy, Parker said. It's not about money. Maybe we can't help each other financially, but we can help each other through something else. Emotions don't cost anything. You have someone to go home to. You have someone in your life. I had a theory that the only place you could find love and romance in New York was in the gay community. That gay men were still friends with extravagance and passion, while straight...